0: I don't trust anybody who doesn't like a good rib rack. You get out of Um, my face.
1: I literally know people who are like, I don't really like ribs. And I'm like, oh, do you also hate dogs? Because bye.
0: (laughs) Bye. Well, welcome to another week of OK But Like. Another week. It's week number three, and this is where Andrew and I get together to chat about political doings, pop culture, buying, coordinating family Christmas PJs at the mall, and more.
1: And the like and such as and like as such as, yes, here it is, week three, Uno Dos Trace. How are you? Yeah, were you doing good? You're doing good, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am. I'm actually I've
0: had a very good week, which I know is said. I feel privileged.
1: Yeah, that's true, right? Like anytime we can say like you've had a good week in these times, that is good. I'm glad you had a good week. I did too, kind of. Yeah, (laughs) you did that thing that
0: I feel like people do when they might be lying. You know, I did too, kind of. You know, I did too, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You're right. You're right.
0: Well, (gasps) I had one moment this week though where I was thinking. Do you ever see something and it's not like an extended thought. It's more fleeting. You see it and you go, that's bullshit. And then you just kind of move on.
1: <laughs> um that's my every day. That's my brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um of course. Yes.
0: Tell me the last time that happened to you. What like what was it that made you go, "You know what?" <laughs>
1: Oh, I'll tell you. Okay, you want to know what's bullshit. What's bullshit is, is that there is this belief that um, in the middle of the night when you are deep in your slumber and you are awoken by someone breaking into your house, like home invasion style, that you think that the gun you keep in your like drawer or further than that, your gun closet, like you think that you're going to wake up in the middle of the night all disoriented in the middle of slumber because you heard a noise downstairs and you're going to get your fucking gun out and you're going to be able to like... Aim and protect and fight and like that. That is <laughs> he bullshit. Said protect. Like, listen, fight. you are not James Bond, girl. Like, that is like, I don't think people realize how complicated it is to like wake up, be startled, and like get your gu- like. That's bullshit.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, we do know the statistics in terms of the likelihood of, you know, injuring, maiming, killing an intruder versus, you know, someone who actually lives in that home. But I do often see people with those bumper stickers that say guns save lives. And I and every time I look at it prove it that's my that's what i wonder and not in a way that i'm not open to data because i always am yeah but
1: we love we love studies
0: how does one prove how many you know and, and not the instances even that you're talking about right because i feel like every single time someone chases off an intruder from their house fox news puts it on the front it's top of fold, you know, on the page. So like, I'm sure we hear about that. But like, I always wonder, like, I wonder what we're basing this on, the notion that th- they're saving lives.
1: OK, and then further than that, right, is like Fox News ran a story like last week and it was almost the craziest shit I've heard this week. But it was it's not. But um, did you hear about that, like a Marine, that 88 year old Marine who like uh, fought off three intruders in his house by using his grandfather's walking stick? because oh, I was so now. Oh, he literally beat the fuck out of these three intruders with a walking stick and they left and didn't take anything and I was like, "Oh, okay, do you need an AR15?" No. Well, I mean, go off. Go off. Okay, that's <laughs> what I think is bullshit. <laughs> What do you, what was your moment where you're just like, this is bullshit?
0: Well, I mean, it it happens daily, but it's any time.
1: Told you, I know.
0: (laughs) But it's any time that I read someone dismiss the Founding Fathers'
1: views
0: of slavery as them just being, quote, men of their day,
1: that's bullshit. Oh, that is total bullshit. They oh, say God. it
0: in a way. Of course, it's meant to, you know, minimize their involvement. And it's meant, we, we, get, we get what it's about, right? We get it's a rewriting of history. But it's more so the, the idea that there, were, there was no such thing as an abolitionist. Or as if there weren't <laughs> other countries in which it had already been deemed oh. illegal. Like, as if it had never occurred to them. And not only, of course, we know that's not true. These were some of the most educated and, and worldly people around at the time. At the time, yeah. We've totally. turned these peoples into gods in hindsight. But this Literally. apparently was the one thing that just eluded them except we know that's not true because whoever you want to name um you know Washington Jefferson Madison they all have extensive writings on the topic and we know <laughs> we know we that
1: know, we know pretty clearly okay yep totally hey episode 3 Okay, but like, here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we are up. Okay, so speaking of, so you said yeah. that that 88-year-old man going off was not the craziest thing you had heard. What was the craziest thing? It Give me the headline.
1: The, it wasn't the craziest thing I heard because I just was like, good for you, bro. Um, The craziest thing I heard actually this week was um, scientists create grow your own steak using <laughs> human cells and blood, but they insist that it is not Technically, cannibalism—that's
0: just not okay.
1: Oh, I am in g- any way. In any you,
0: way, let me give you my headline. Vatican asks Instagram to get to the bottom of Pope account's lingerie model like.
1: <gasps> oh, the wait—the actual Vatican.
0: <laughs> yes, we need the actual, as opposed no.
1: to. <laughs> Like I didn't know if it was like a um like a a, a, a sub diocese or whatever. Okay, we need to talk about yours because like spoiler alert, my human Steak, they don't actually consume it. It's just like an art piece. It's kind of kind of boring. But let's talk about the Vatican.
0: Okay, here we go. Source com. It's just one of many. Okay, that's liberal, the source I'm
1: using. Liberal media. I don't <laughs> fake news, I don't trust it.
0: The Vatican is seeking an explanation from Instagram after the official count of Pope Francis liked a photograph of a lingerie-clad Brazilian model. A photograph of model Natalia Garabato, who was dressed in yes. schoolgirl-style undergarments. Ooh.
1: I bet she was number one fantasy fetish of all time.
0: Was liked by Francis's verified account the Catholic News Agency reported. Now, hold on, because I have to do these two paragraphs. It is yes. unclear... When the photograph, which shows Garibato's skimpily clad buttocks, the way this is written, was first liked. (laughs) But the interaction was visible on November 13th before being unliked the next day. And now, the Vatican said it is trying to get to the bottom of the
1: incident. (laughs) Trying to get to the bottom of the bikini clad bottom.
0: (laughs) So, admittedly... This isn't crazy. What's crazy is not that it happened. What's crazy... Not at all. It's not crazy that it happened. What's crazy is that the Vatican is out here pretending like they are going to demand that Instagram launch. (laughs) Get to
1: the bottom of it. A
0: full inquiry to figure out when... I'm a social media manager... I know what happened here. I think we all know what happened here. I don't know who runs the Pope's official Instagram account.
1: I mean, it like has to be a priest. It has
0: to be a priest. But that individual has a burner Instagram account. They thought they were in their burner <laughs> Instagram and account. And they were just
1: like, that is a nice ass and I'm going to like this And picture. they're out
0: here falling for thirst traps. That is what happened.
1: <laughs> Girl, I like, listen, I literally have liked things before on Instagram where I was like, oh my God, can people see that I've liked that? Like, that is a human error. Come on, Pope. <laughs> the statement Facebook,
0: which owns Instagram, told CNN, quote, the issue is currently being investigated in close contact with
1: the Holy See. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> what? Get. Like, listen, Homeboy was horny. He liked a picture of a booty. That's what the story is. There is no need for investigation.
0: (laughs) There is no need for investigation. And just as soon as OJ finds the real killers, they will find (laughs) who liked this Instagram image.
1: Andrew. Hey, Queen. Andrew. Um, No, okay. So you want to know what I've been thinking about? Yes, I do. I have been thinking about, so I have questions about like Batman in context of today, right? Because like if I think about Spider-Man in context of today, or if I think about X-Men, like their context of today doesn't really change their narrative to me.
0: Mm. Batman,
1: however, is different.
0: It, yeah, and when we say in context of today, like literally in the past few months, right? I mean, I think the context has been there for sure, but specifically in the past few months, where we're having a national we're having a national conversation about policing and about inequities in the country, and then also we are seeing white men take to the streets, you know, armed and in concert with actual law enforcement because they do so because they feel it's you know. Their god given right to protect a gas station or whatever.
1: So, does Batman teach us that, like, um, if you're unhappy with the way your city is handling its crime, then you arm yourself to the fucking teeth and go out and take care of it yourself?
0: And Batman has, and and there that has gone back and forth because there are, of course, phases where the city decides that Batman is a villain. Right there. He has these popularity wanes where people are like,
1: eh, yeah, but not also so much is it ever, Batman. is it ever satisfying? Like a yes, I agree, but is it ever satisfying where it's like actual s- actually serious? Like, and no, I always feel like Batman is always given the privilege of like, in the end, he's gonna like be the hero of Gotham. Y-
0: yes. I mean, he's so because tech is is Batman technically an anti-hero, or is he pretty much
1: a hero? Um, okay. I, mm, I would argue that the representation of Batman through the years has, like, been, he's, like, pretty heroic. And I've always, like, that's never sat well with me. Whatever reason, I've always just been like, well, like, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, the episode ends or, like, the movie ends, and I'm like, I don't feel as joyful, Or supportive as Batman as I should.
0: Uh, That okay. So here's the thing, though. I would not say Batman storytelling is joyful, right? It's not a walk away and feel good kind of story. But I. So back to your original point, though, about you know Batman being a vigilante. It's it's really interesting because. Um, So my son is 10, and he and I go back and forth on this. So he's huge into superheroes, right? And I have told him that I don't view Batman as a superhero. I view him as a vigilante. And um, we posted this in uh, Facebook Live. And so I gave my reasons, and William Gaze gave his reasons. And it was just so interesting sort of how invested, like how vehemently people defended Batman, Right. And the notion
1: like that in Batman, the comments,
0: um, so it, so we got, so yes, there were, there were, there were comments, but I had some DMS about it.
1: <laughs> oh, I bet you I did. Where DMs People were like, it. leave Batman alone.
0: Not like, not like that dramatic or anything like that, but like have William, you know, watch this, right. A friend who has a teenage son and her teenage son recorded a video and in his defense of Batman. <laughs> like people are pretty, you know, connected to the character. But I do think at its core, what Batman represents is that historically in this country, right? If law enforcement isn't available, and this is where I'll get a little serious. If law enforcement isn't available, white men feel like that means they are the law, right? It's my
1: job. It's it is their my job, job
0: if And sometimes even when they're present, but let's just say when they're not present, right? And again, you know, that is the attitude that got, you know, that's the attitude that killed Ahmaud Arbery. That's the attitude that killed Trayvon Martin. This notion that you have the right to detain, to question, but usually it's just people of color to be honest, (laughs) but that it's your job to maintain, quote unquote, you know, that civility or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And Batman is a part of that belief system. And then it gets even more sinister because he partners with the actual police. So the actual police are like co-signing.
1: Yeah, like BFF's Commissioner Gordon.
0: They're co-signing him running around and, you know, doing things in a manner that the law enforcement can't do, and when you really think about it, yeah, that's disturbing, right? Again, it's Batman and it's fantasy, and a lot of us love love Batman movies, right? But yes, if you truly broke it down, I think there's a disturbing narrative there. Yeah, well,
1: I wonder if now, like, right? So there's this new Batman movie, right? And there, and and Robert Pattinson is all like, "Did moody, you watch Batman. the trailer?" Um, literally seventeen times in a row.
0: It is. I keep thinking that Batman can't be any darker.
1: And it's just like, what is this? (laughs) Okay, but also like making him a younger and moodier. He's younger and and angrier somehow. Like literally he has to put down his guitar and his poetry notebook to like answer the bat signal. (laughs) And also like there's that scene where he's literally like punching the fuck out of that dude's face. It's And he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the Batman. And I'm like, oh, okay, Like we're getting dark for this one. It's angry
0: white man dark,
1: right? It's angry white man dark, right? So, okay, so here's my yes. With everything you just said, full agreement, totally. So I wonder- Because can you be black and do that? So it goes back to that, right? It's like, okay, so if Bruce Wayne was black, if Bruce Wayne was gay, if like what- Like this, literally, you would have to change every single element of the story because his- violent vigilantism would never be acceptable and further would it not be acceptable <laughs> violent
0: yeah that's actually it. it's
1: super violent right <laughs> it's, it's not a it's not a kind-hearted law enforcement or anything no not at all and it's like man it's just like um i don't know i think it is a dangerous narrative to like make batman's vigilante justice tantalizing which i think is what Batman does a lot. Like when oh, I say sure. Batman, I mean like the comics, right? And it makes it really tantalizing. It's like, it's the wild West narrative. It's like the, you're your own hero narrative. It's all of that. Right. But like, right. At the same time, I wonder like in context of today, right? Like movie executives listening, here's the version of the Batman. I want, I want it to be like where someone is like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You are a terrorist. And he's like, what? And it's like, you are literally what? taking <laughs> seriously. Right. Like I want Gotham to rebel Fully against Batman and be like, yo, stop. Like, stop doing what you're doing. Stop it. Right? But, you know, that's, I don't know. That's dangerous because Gotham, quote unquote, needs him. Do they? Do they need him? Or do they just need like a better fucking police force?
0: Or... Do they need, you know, some better investment in social services and education? <laughs> Do they need they need investment in all of the prevention? above? Right, exactly. Cause yeah, that's the funny part, right? It's like, well, if you need Batman, and again playing this into the real world. If you need Batman, then it feels like there's something wrong with the law enforcement side <laughs> in the city. And also because I guess they're they're not doing their jobs. Like, why are they unable to deal with the Joker situation, <laughs> right? Like, why, why are you putting up a, a signal in the sky to a vigilante? Because it's like, this is just too much. It's just too much for us to handle. So that, that's one. And then, yeah, like, maybe a little bit of prevention. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe we look at, you know, how, how these uh, villains are actually created. Now, admittedly, I will say this. I don't know if you can prevent people just falling into chemical vats. Like, what can you do? <laughs>
1: Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, that origin story is ridiculous or whatever. But what can like- you
0: do? Here's where I end up on Batman. The fact is, it's just a really enjoyable storyline. Like, however many different ways it has been told. So, whether it's, you know, my Michael Keaton Batman, which I absolutely still enjoy watching those Batmans, or then we get our Nolan Batman, where it, it, you know, um, a Don't you dare! Visit. Don't
1: you dare skip over Batman Returns. <laughs> wait, <laughs> you skipped completely over Batman Returns, which is, I will argue, the best of the Batmans. Okay. <laughs> Enter Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Michelle Pfeiffer. Ph- well, no wait, I said Keaton Batman.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Keaton, sorry. Like the one. Right, okay, Keaton, Batman, and then Nolan. Yeah, you threw me up with the directors. No, what but yeah, okay. I
0: skipped over was, yeah, we don't need to talk like,
1: what do we get, Wait, Kilmer, we Batman? Was, <laughs> oof, oof, oof. <laughs> I'm just right, saying, oof. we
0: don't have to talk about all the Batmans.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, let's definitely not talk about that Batman.
0: No, I think the Keaton Batman is great. Um, but yeah, but then I, I guess I identify Nolan because it it's our revamp. Of what we think of Batman, right? It's Batman becoming, oh, these are just legit movies. Which, again, not to say, I mean, we get amazing performances, again, in the Keaton Batman era. So not to say that they weren't, but particularly with Nolan, he brings his unique style and perspective to it. And it's like, oh, this isn't just. This is just about being a superhero. It's part of that way where it's not, quote-unquote, just a superhero movie. It's just a good, dramatic film, right, that you're enjoying sort of watching. So... I really like those, and, and, and I fully admit I'm going to watch the new one, right? And so can we just – I think it's interesting to talk about the narratives, but at the end of the day, you know, do we actually think that Batman being in the zeitgeist, right, is what is contributing in any way whatsoever to what we see of people literally, you know, getting in their trucks from the south and driving their asses up to Kenosha – with some warped sense of responsibility again to protect not people but property like do we actually think batman has influence on that or is batman just something fun to watch
1: well see yes great question because my answer to you is i actually spoiler alert and we're gonna get hate mail i um do not like the nolan Batman. i don't like the nolan batmans do you not I know don't. what i'm
0: talking about though
1: I do know what you're talking about, and I don't disagree. Yes, they're like strong narratives, great performances, etc. However, um, and I feel this way about the X-Men movies too, is like when you realize something to the degree that Nolan realized Batman, like that Gotham is Chicago. Like that Gotham is New York. Like the city is recognizable. The crime is real. The gadgets are constructed and bought. Like it is capital R real. Right. Yes. When is why that I happens, it.
0: that's what I meant about a pivot in the superhero genre. Okay.
1: Yes, but when you realize it, I when it looks like our America, when it looks like our Gotham, then I am wondering about questions about race. I am wondering questions oh, about white vigilante. I, got I am it. wondering questions, and I'm like, why aren't you addressing? We've it?
0: basically you've made this the real world. We have taken you've out made this the real world the without any of
1: the actual real world.
0: Oh, that's, 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 that's an amazing point. So you have brought it into the real world where we deal with real problems, like class and like race and like white supremacy. Like we deal with those here.
1: (laughs) Give me Batman. Give me Batman having to like break up a fucking Proud Boys march. I'm not kidding.
0: But you're saying you don't get to just say, oh, it's just fun escapism because in the prior no. ones we have more of that. So to your point, it's very distinct, right? We we it's have these why. pieces that aren't like the real world. To your point, it's a distinct. It's like oh, the, you know, New York doesn't look like the Gotham in the Keaton films. There's these elements of extra or of exaggeration like camp. a comic book. There's
1: camp. There's exactly. Got it. When you make Gotham a comic book. So this is my answer to your question it's like, can we just enjoy Batman? Yeah, we can. We can just enjoy Batman. And you know how I enjoy Batman best is when you have Michelle Pfeiffer in like a fucking handmade sewed latex leather bodysuit and she's like fell out a window and like the cats lick her and like the penguin actually literally eats fish and like Catwoman puts a bird in her mouth and Gotham has like these distorted compositional like uh, buildings and the color scheme is camp and like I love Burton's Batman because it gives me comic book realness. When you give me that, when you have Catwoman who literally puts, like, really sharp paper clips on her fingers and, like, draws a circling glass to, like, get in and steal the jewels, like, I'm immediately, (laughs) like, I'm, like, not thinking about, like, oh, white vigilantism. I'm not thinking about, like, Are these people Proud Boys? I'm not thinking about, like, is Batman going to fight, like, the Nazi threat, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, there is, like, a penguin creature,
0: you know? No, I absolutely do now. And so you're saying you can't have it both ways. So we can't bring it into the truly realistic, which you're absolutely right, right? We don't get any of those features in a Nolan Batman. It absolutely is like, oh, this could just legitimately happen. Like just like you said, that's just an American city. Even the bat car is like these things will be the bat car. The name is even just funny because it was always like the bat belt, and like, you know, it's like the ridiculous.
1: Yeah. But he's removed. The batarang.
0: He's removed all of the ridiculous. And we're left with what you're talking about, something that's very stripped down and very raw. And then if you don't want to tackle the difficult parts of what meaning, if Batman was real. These would be the difficult parts of it, but you're saying you can't do all that and then not tackle those difficult parts because you have taken me out of the camp. You've taken me out of the comic book, but you don't want to deal with what it would really look like if you had a wealthy white man going around and enforcing you know, his views of um, what, what the law should be, particularly in an urban environment, because we know what that dynamic would be. That's what you're saying.
1: I'm going to give it time to figure itself out because I know that they stopped filming because of COVID. But if this new Batman does not involve race riots, does not involve looting, does not involve like a massive division between people who are like, we support Batman and people who are like, fuck you, Batman. Like, I will be severely disappointed.
0: I'll say this. I don't need looting. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I would argue that that's not part of the narrative for me. I would like to see that because here's the thing: it's not that Batman has never had the conversation where people have been like, "Batman has no place enforcing, you know, law in Gotham City." That has absolutely happened. That, but has it
1: ever been about his race?
0: No, no, of course not. Of course not.
1: Um, Should it be about his race? <laughs>
0: here's what i'll say do i think and no i don't think they'd ever have the balls to tackle it and i will admit i don't know how it might be hard to do well you know what they'd have to do they'd have to get the right voices in the room and people are afraid of that sometimes right
1: but you know what they do is they make commissioner gordon a black man
0: well how would that help the conversation
1: i want a commissioner gordon who is a very well-written complicated character who has this like duty to a white supremacist gotham city like a white institution but is a is a uh, educated cultured black man who is being pulled in two directions who is buddies with bruce wayne who has to say like yo we've got to consider optics right i want there to be a complicated discussion about chill your shit out Chill your shit yeah. out, Bruce. No,
0: I, I'm agreement with you that I would love to see a more purposeful conversation about his existence, right? And so, to your yes, point, bam. people in the city, and that could be via protest or whatever, saying we don't want this maniac running around and without due process or exactly. anything else. Yes, yes, right, yes, infringing yes. upon people's rights. That is absolutely a conversation, and I don't know where it would go, and I think the challenge there is that's why I said I don't know about the writing of such a thing, because how do you write that when Batman is the central figure? Does Batman just retire? Like, you know, how do you write that Because I don't think I don't think the end result can be them going, "Eh, well, you know what?
1: <laughs> you know? no, but no, but hear me out again writer's rooms out there that if you're hiring exactly um, right if you're listening what, I think this is literally maybe linked to some degrees of like step down conversations or cancel culture conversations right is like what if there is a literal organization in Gotham that is like it's your time to stop like it is your time to like let us implement social programs let us let Gotham Rebuild itself without you, sir. Like, I would live for that.
0: I think you and I would. I don't think that the general populace is prepared (laughs) to have um, such a conversation. And I do think that that writer's room would really have to be impressive. And, you know, you just think you question, you question if they could ever, if they, not if they could, because they could,
1: if they would. If they would. I don't know. I, I am anxiously awaiting this new Batman movie because I have a little bit of hope just because of how, from my POV, like how theater and Hollywood and writer's rooms are being like actively engaged with um, considerations of of now. I think they might go there in this new movie. We All
0: we can do is, all we can do is hope and again... I love the I love the character. That's what's so crazy at the end of this, is I actually do love that character. And so I'm going, I'm going to watch it. And I I agree with you. I think it'll just be very interesting to see how they roll it in or how they don't. But it does seem like it's an elephant in the room of who he is at his core. Again, we said it, but at his core, he's just a wealthy white man who is deeply damaged from childhood trauma. And he's running around violently attacking people.
1: Like, deeply, deeply um, traumatized from ch- from personal childhood trauma, right? Is like, it was, he wasn't even like, I've got to save Gotham because this is my home. He's like, <laughs> right, no. no, it's it's Right? It's you know what I mean? Issue, yeah. He's literally like, my mom and dad were shot, and so now I hate criminals.
0: Why did that make me laugh? Oh
1: my God. Right? No, seriously. Also, just throw it out there. Wouldn't it be fucking delicious? if we reimagined the joker as a politician who like runs for office and wins like mayorship of gotham
0: <laughs> okay see i'm actually way more interested in that right yes
1: and then he has then like batman is like no i'm your hero i'm here to save you and they're like fuck you we love the joker <laughs> right i am into it
0: i feel like we just wrote it
1: <laughs> <laughs> read wrote you
0: Okay. Well, it's set. <laughs> <sighs> okay.
1: Oh, uh, exhale.
0: It's that time, XO. Andrew. It's time for a joy corner, which I love.
1: I love corners of joy. I love them.
0: Snuggle up in the corner of joy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, with all this fucking fire around, I just need a good corner of joy.
0: Do you have a joy corner? I do. It's kind of bad-ish, but not. My <laughs> Okay, so, tell me more. That's so stupid, but not. Because <laughs> then you could say literally anything, right? It could be well, about Starburst. Yeah, I know. it's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce Wayne likes Starburst. <laughs> right. Tell me your Joy Corner.
0: Okay, it is about a hairless possum that was found in Texas, and apparently they need fur to survive.
1: Okay, I need you to make this into joy, because you told me hairless, you told me possum, and you told me Texas. Okay.
0: You leave Texas alone. It is not Austin's fault. It is not Houston's fault. Who went to Herculean efforts. Don't you dismiss those people.
1: Okay, go Bighorns or whatever they're called.
0: (laughs) 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 Next next week, we're going to introduce our segment, Sports Chat.
1: (laughs) Yo, I will... abstain and have someone in my place.
0: Okay, so this baby opossum was found and it, okay, they need fur to regulate their body temperature and without it, it just doesn't work. And so this this little possum was found. It was brought to like a wildlife rehabilitation center and in order to keep it warm, people have been like knitting and sending in little possum size
1: sweaters. <laughs> Are they going to release this possum into the wild?
0: I can't imagine they can, because how? Unless they're going to get them like a little, um, some sort of fur (laughs) transplant.
1: (laughs) Which I would not. Okay, remember, they made meat out of human cells. They might be able to make a trans... What is that, like a uh, propitia or whatever? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I'm not only a client, I'm the president. You know, they'd have to figure that out.
1: (laughs) So I just thought it was sweet. sweet. Yes, I thought it was sweet. I do. Anytime people band together, this is like a soft spot for me. Anytime people band together to like make things, I love that. That's that's joy corner. Valid. Good. (laughs) What is Um, yours? That is that is good. Um, okay, so mine is definitely an upcoming episode. But what I've been noticing, so you know, bookstore, I'm a reader, I love books. Um, I've been noticing this trend in genre. So I've been noticing this trend in horror, I've been noticing this trend in sci-fi. Um, gay people and women and people of color are like creating cool shit, girl. They're creating cool shit. I mean, that's
0: been true since the beginning. The beginning of time. It has been true.
1: It has been true since the beginning, but in terms of mass publication, not true. And we can get into like systemic like Uh, keeping these voices out if we want to, but you know, I totally I know they have. Yes. Um I just finished this book and I wanna it was it brought me joy. This book is called The Bright Lands. The Brightlands by John Fram. And it is: um, listen, white women are going to be shopping. Older white women are going to be shopping in a bookstore and they're going to see this cover because it's a beautiful cover. You should Google it. It's like um, very specific typeface and these like bright football lights. It's beautiful. Um, but but unassuming white women are going to read this book and they are unprepared for how fucking gay it is and how fucking scary it is. It's amazing.
0: Now, is there no indication in the description? So like you would just pick it up and be like, oh, this looks like a interesting Midwest romp or?
1: Not Midwest, it's actually South romp. So it like very explicitly takes place in Texas. (laughs) <laughs> much like your hairless <laughs> The Hairless Possum has a cameo The Hairless Possum is, is, has a cameo in the book um, no it is it is about um, good old boy culture and like southern protection of men and gender roles and sexuality and homophobia but it's you know it's, it's the whole thing of like all horror movies and all horror n- novels are about something very different than what you think they're about and this Oh, this book, I was a big fan. It brought me joy. What was the
0: name and the author again?
1: The Brightlands by John Fram.
0: I don't know why. Why do I love that name too? John Fram.
1: Well, he's a beautiful writer. He is a beautiful writer. It's his debut. And it's like, it's not, what I find my problem specifically with genre is like sometimes people are writing genre and they're not, um, they're not aspiring to be literary. They're aspiring to be in that genre um this book really is quite beautiful and very literary
0: i like it when something is not of course what you anticipate and actually there's a lot of growth that can come from that so whether it's something you read or something you consume that's a movie or a tv show i absolutely love it thank you for sharing
1: everyone should go out and read it and john Fram, if you're listening like ugh, dm me because i want to talk about your book not dm me what, what should I say? DM me. That's what the kids say. All guys. right.
0: Well, we'll talk about that next week, Andrew.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Another episode. Bye. Bye.